0: You are listening to Move with Radiance with Stephanie Dankelson, a podcast all about redefining your relationship to exercise, food, and your body by learning how to first redefine the relationship with yourself. Are you ready to discover your inner truth, your inner radiance? Because there is a more freeing way to be fit. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Move With Radiance. I'm your host, Stephanie, and thanks so much for being here. I have some pretty exciting news that I want to start the show off with. I have decided that I'm going to start bringing guests onto this podcast. And for a really long time, the idea of interviewing I, th- I think I decided to do solo episodes because deep down, I had all of these fears around interviewing. Not only is interviewing kind of a scary thought for me just because you know a lot of pressure I think <laughs> comes with that in making sure the conversation flows and I'm asking the right questions and I'm engaged, and that you know the the host or the guest feels comfortable and all this kind of stuff, but Also, I don't know, you just, I just kind of have this like imposter complex fear where all of these thoughts of like, well, who are you to have interviews on? Like who even listens to your podcast? And I don't know. It just had this expectation in my mind of like what level or where I should be at before I had guests on. And I think this week I just sort of called bullshit on myself (laughs) and decided that well, you know, what do I really want? And I would love to have some really great conversations and put out some, you know, great interviews for you guys. And so that is what I'm doing right now. I sort of put a feeler out um, on Instagram and Facebook to see who might be interested in being a guest before I started reaching out to folks individually. And it's actually kind of funny, the people who reached out to me are the people that I was wanting to reach out to anyways. (laughs) So kind of sending out, I guess, the right kind of vibes. But if you are interested in being a guest on my show, please reach out. I would love to have a conversation with you. And You can either just send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram if we're friends, um, or even if we're not friends, <laughs> and or send me an email at hello at stephanie-dangelson.com. I will put my email in the show notes, and I would love to chat with you, so let me know. Today, we are continuing our conversation around control and this is going to be the last episode in this three part series I'm doing around control and today I think it is this whole topic or this piece of control is is the piece I think most people think about when they think about control and I'm going to break it down I have five steps in what I do when I start feeling this way of wanting to control everything. and so I'm going to break down those steps for you and hopefully give you a like step-by-step um, like protocol or something you can follow when you start feeling these feelings that I'm going to talk about. and hopefully this will be helpful for you, because I have found it helpful for myself. In fact, I will tell you a story about this very morning in which I had to follow these steps.) <laughs> and that I still practice this kind of stuff every day. So this morning, I, uh, okay, well, let's back up a bit. (laughs) I went to the desert last weekend and I love going on trips. I think it's so fun. But right now in my life, there is just kind of a lot going on. You know, I and putting a lot of my passion and my effort and spare time into my business, which is something I'm extremely passionate about. And so, when we go on these weekend long trips, I sacrifice time to do that, which is also very important to me, um, rather than work on my business. And this week was just kind of a little hectic. With oh my gosh, I feel like there's people upstairs like moving furniture around. so if There's some the background noise. It's not my fault. Uh, apartment living, you know how it is. But this week has been a little hectic with trying to fit in everything. And I sort of had this plan as the weekend came up like, okay, we're going to stay in town and I'm just going to hunker down one day and bust out all of my content for the week so that next weekend we can go on another trip. Um and, you know, I'll be kind of rested for the week because I won't be using all of my spare time to be doing this and, you know, just trying to reorganize my thoughts and and my weekend and my day. And this weekend we end up getting a big snowstorm. And, um, I thought Eric was maybe going to be out of town, but because of the snow, he's going to be staying around. And so we started planning the weekend and I started to get a little overwhelmed with the amount of stuff we were trying to fit into the weekend. And I realized I was sort of just being like, okay, yeah, we can do that. And we can do that. We could do that. And inside I was starting to feel really anxious about, okay, well, how are you going to get your stuff done? Like if there's going to, you know, if you're going to be planning on doing X, Y, and Z, that means that this is going to get pushed off and you have to do your taxes and, you know, blah. <laughs> and I woke up this morning um, Eric had come in and, you know, I was like, I want to sleep in a little bit because I'm exhausted. And so he comes in around like nine o'clock and he's like, Hey, you know, time to get up. And so I get up and I immediately lashed out about the kitchen, not being clean. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. So <laughs> these people upstairs, I'm not sure what they're doing. Um, okay. But I immediately started lashing out about the kitchen, not being clean and about like this, like this anxiety I had inside of me just started coming out in the means of controlling everything. And I realized halfway through, you know, our kind of like frustrated conversation, because of course Eric doesn't, he doesn't know what I'm feeling inside. So he's just like, why is she so upset right now? I realized, you know, whoa, I need to take a step back and reevaluate what's going on with me rather than trying to push all of this blame or trying to control Eric or the situation around me. I need to actually deal with what I'm feeling inside because that's the real issue here. And at that moment, we had a conversation, we sort of sat down and just like, I broke down exactly how I was feeling where this overwhelm of how I was supposed to be getting everything done and kind of asking for what I needed in terms of a schedule, because, you know, I was like, you know, I need to just do this stuff when I'm feeling most creative and productive. And unfortunately that means I might have to put skiing on hold today, which is also, I think, really hard for me because I have these competing priorities, and I just needed to sit down and, and look at which one was maybe more important to me right now. And it's kind of weird to choose, you know, sitting in front of a computer over going skiing. But maybe for me, that what meant like I can go skiing tomorrow and work on my stuff today, and that's kind of what I want to break down is. Looking at where our need to control is coming from, because 98% of the time, it's not about the dishwasher not being the way we want it to be, or the bed not being made the way we want it to be, or, you know, needing to, you know, never like ask for help or not delegate because we want it all to be in our control. I feel like with the own examination I've done with my life, it's never about those things. It's always about this deeper internal issue that I'm not dealing with. And my way of dealing with it rather than actually dealing with it is by controlling as much as I can in my external environment. And I think a lot of us do that. And I think... For me, that's where a lot of my eating disorder and exercise addiction tendencies came from as well is this need to control or feel in control because a lot of the stuff in my life felt really out of control. And rather than actually digging deep and being like, okay, well, what is it that I'm actually really anxious about or what is it that's causing me to behave this way? I would just kind of shove those feelings and emotions down even more And control everything in my external environment and that actually doesn't deal with the problem (laughs) I think it pushes people away at least it did in my life and it just makes me more anxious because I'm not actually dealing with my issue and so I think this is where I want to start breaking down these steps and I think it'll actually help us identify the thing that is causing us to behave in the way that we're behaving and so let's go ahead Step number one, you know, you mean, you know, the feeling of that, like pit in your stomach when you start feeling overwhelmed or when things start feeling kind of hectic, it's like that, that overwhelming pit in the deep part of your stomach where like you kind of feel sick. And so when I start feeling that, I literally stop and breathe. So this is step number one is (laughs) breathe because I, I think there's a lot of value in Taking a second, well, one like, a deep breaths actually do help calm you down, and learning how to get quiet and just sit down and be with yourself. I don't think we do that enough in life, and that's why I've really started turning to like yoga and meditation because I've I like carve out time for myself to do that, and it kind of helps you clear the fog of everything that's going on, and it allows you to turn inward and start like focusing on yourself. And so step number one is to sit down and breathe. And when I mean breathe, I mean, I mean, you can do this anywhere, but the way that I find it most helpful is I will sit on the floor with my legs crossed and sit up nice and straight, close my eyes. And I don't think we do this enough either, but breathe from the pit of your stomach. A lot of us, and I find myself a lot like breathing from my chest and my shoulders. So if you breathe and your shoulders lift up, Try directing that breath to come from your belly. So push out your belly. Take a nice deep breath from your nose. And this is probably going to take some practice to actually direct the breath to your belly. But take a deep note, deep breath through your nose. Direct all of it there. And then push out with your core. Exhale through the stomach. Like feel your belly. Like I'd even kind of form uh, like a hit my hands around my stomach and give it some room and try and fill my hands with my stomach and then kind of push all of that air back in and out and i just let myself do that until i feel my heart calm down because when i get stressed i feel like my heart races and you start feeling those feelings of stress so taking that deep breath and letting yourself be calm and 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 just be with your thoughts Because then after, after like calming ourselves down, I think that's when we can really start making decisions that are rational and not from a place of that control and anger and anxiety and all of those places. So step number one is to stop and breathe. (laughs) Step number two is to make a list of your to-dos. I find it so helpful to physically take out a piece of paper and write down everything that I need to do for either the day or the week just so I can see it. Because I think a lot of the times we will build up our to-do list in our heads so that it's bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it feels really overwhelming when it's not like physically written out on, on paper. And sometimes what happens is I'll write it down and look at it and be like, Oh, okay. it's not as bad as I thought. Like, let's start tackling these things, you know, and, and it might just help bring you some ease and it, it just gives you a direction, right? So step number two is make a physically handwritten list of all the things you need to either do that day or that week. Okay. Step number three, scan the list. And this is important because then we can identify, okay, is it the, the list itself, the entirety of the list that's causing me this anxiety, or is it one item on this list that is, is specifically stressing me out? And that way, we can prioritize based on what it is that's causing us the most stress. Because if it's the list itself, it's going to be different steps than if it's one thing that's causing you stress. Okay. So step number three, scan the list and identify what is stressing you out specifically. Okay. So step number four, if it's one task... That's stressing me out specifically, or one stress that you know you find stressful, or one st- if it's one task that you are finding is stressing you out rather than the entirety of the list, com- we'll you know come up with a plan, because I think a lot of the times we set these really big expectations for ourselves around um, getting things done and what it's supposed to look like, and if we don't get the thing done exactly the way we planned, then it's just a, falls through the hole and we get mad at ourselves and go down this rabbit hole. It's like, the thing I keep reminding myself of is it doesn't have to look a certain way. Let's come up with a plan. And if it doesn't go according to plan, let's just do what we can. Okay. And not put all of this pressure and expectations on ourselves around the way it's supposed to be done. This is a good example, actually, because I put a lot of pressure on myself around this. When I was studying for my personal training exam, It was a lot, you know, trying to figure out, okay, how do I have a social life? How do I work on my blog? How do I study? How do I go to work? And how do I like manage to work out and do like have some downtime within the week? And what I had to learn is, okay, when am I most productive? When can I, I feel like we use, you know, this excuse of there's just not enough time, but I think we can always... Scan our life and find something that maybe isn't adding value and replace it with something that would add value. And so for me, I know like sleep is really important. So what I started doing was maybe cutting back on like nighttime TV or, um, you know, not staying up as late and go to bed at like nine. <laughs> and then I would wake up at like six and give myself two solid hour- hours every day during the week to study because I also found that I wasn't as productive on the weekends because I really wanted to play outside or, you know, go on trips. And I would still be able to do that if I just reorganized my week. And so I found two hours every morning to study for my personal training exam. Now, there were definitely weeks where I did not get up at 6 a.m. and have my allotted two hours. And previously with the high expectations that I would have for myself, typically my behavior would be, well, shoot, you know, I didn't get up. So f- screw it for today. I'm just going to go back to sleep rather than, you know, if I get up at seven, it's like, shoot. Okay. Well, I lost an hour, but I still have an hour left. So let's see what I can do with that time. And pretty soon, you know, cause I think it's hard to adopt a behavior like that, you know, we, we drastically change our schedule and put these high expectations on ourselves. And then it's, you know, we're human. So naturally it takes some time to get used to the schedule. And if we mess up one day, I don't even want to call it mess up, but if we just don't stick to the schedule one day, then I think it, we put all of this, like, oh, you're s- like, why can't you just stick to this schedule and you suck? And then it, I think, it really creates this, um, like negative experience around the whole thing. And so pretty soon we just stop doing it. And then, you know, time goes by and we're like, Oh, we'll try this schedule again. And that's why I think we need to stop placing these high expectations on ourselves and just do what we can with what we have and just slowly start, um, creating the kind of schedule that we want and slowly start putting in the activities and things that we want in our day, just slowly and be nice to ourselves about it. Um, I think that another, we'll just kind of go on this little tangent here, but another thing I wanted to kind of go off of that, I, <laughs> there, I just, I don't want to say I'm not a morning person because I would like to be a morning person and I don't want to believe that as my truth, but I will say, The mornings tend to be pretty hard for me. I really enjoy my sleep and I just have, I just have a hard time getting up. (laughs) And now, you know, I've been experimenting with this whole schedule because I do know that I can create more hours for myself in the day if I get up a little bit earlier. And you know, this is what's so cool about life (laughs) is you can sort of structure the day however you want. And you know, I used to be like, well, I'm going to get up and go work out. I don't like working out in the mornings and that's fine. I'm not going to hang that over my head as like, I'm a bad person because I don't want to get up and work out. I, that's just not what I like to do. So I've also found, I don't like to get up and start working right away. I kind of like to have some coffee and like mosey around a bit. And so my morning now, you know, I get up, I take a shower I you know make some breakfast maybe I'll make the bed and you know get completely ready for work and then I sit down at say 7:30 and I'll work for an hour and then just go straight to work and at, by that point my brain is awake I feel fresh I feel like ready to focus and it took me some time to figure that out but I think that's what's really cool is like you can start taking the cues from your body and structuring a morning or structuring a day that feels really good and um, not forced for you. So just keep that in mind. It doesn't have to look a certain way, but just come up with, you know, that that's a long-winded way of saying like that was sort of my plan for dealing with the stress of studying for a personal training exam and trying to find time to do it. It's just you can structure that however you want it to be. So break down what is stressing you out, find the one task, if it's one task, and then, you know, come up with a plan. And if it doesn't work the first time, try again and just be nice to yourself. You know, it's, it's going to take some time to, if you know, this is a routine you want to implement, it's going to take some time, but come up with a plan and prioritize. I think that's like huge. So that was step number four. And I guess this is step number five, but also could be step number four. It's kind of like an if-then thing. (laughs) But if it's the entirety of the list, I ask myself, okay, is there something I can delegate to someone else? This is hard for me. I, you know, with my whole controlling tendency, especially when I feel stressed out, I, the way I feel in control, you know, temporarily is to deal with everything myself. And so for me, this would look like, okay, I'm going to make the bed and if Eric makes the bed and it doesn't look good, I'm going to remake the bed and then, okay, reorganize the dishwasher because it's not done the way I like it. Oh, you know, we'll make sure everything has its place on the, on the counters and dinner is prepped. Like that's the way I would deal with things is I would never delegate. You know, if if at work I was feeling overwhelmed by um, some projects and my boss was like, Hey, why don't you delegate it to so-and-so? I wouldn't do it because I was too afraid of it not being done the way I wanted it to be done. But in the end, that's causing more stress for yourself. And who freaking cares the way the bed is made? If someone makes a bed, that's one thing you can cross off your list, right? And I'll tell this story. Uh, One day, I feel like, I think I went for a run or I was gone. I don't remember, but I came back to the house and Eric, bless his heart, had had completely, he deep cleaned the kitchen, which was amazing, but he had completely reorganized the way things were placed on the counter, which is something I had done in, in the first place. And he was so proud of it. <sighs> and I had to do everything in my power to not be like, what did you do? Like doesn't go, the coffee doesn't go there and like reorganize the counter tops because Okay, in the end, who freaking cares, right? And what I've learned in my past relationships, I would uh, like kind of re like if someone were to uh, make the bed and it wasn't done the way I liked it, I would like remake it. Same thing, like I probably would have reorganized the counter back to the way I liked it. But what I've learned is if you keep doing that, but you also keep like expecting them to help you, they're going to stop cleaning or stop helping you because they're going to have this like feeling of, well, she's just going to redo it anyways. So why even bother? And then in the end I was like, because deep down I really did want help, even though I wanted it to be done the way I wanted it. I had to let go of that idea of like, you know what? They're going to help me. They also live here too. So if they want to reorganize the counter after they clean it, then let it go. Because in the end, I can cross clean kitchen off of my list. And the thing that I have been working on with that whole concept is asking the question, what if it wasn't that big of a deal? What if it wasn't that big of a deal that the coats have been reorganized or that the you know, fridge is reorganized a certain way? What if it wasn't that big of a deal that Eric decided to cook dinner and cut the onions the way that I didn't want them to be cut? What if that wasn't a big deal? And I've learned that by letting go of those expectations and need to control, it actually helps me feel less stressed because in the end, that's one less thing that I have to do. And something else I've learned I would always turn away help, right? Because one, you know, I was like too afraid of delegating because it wouldn't be done the way I wanted it to. Or two, like I didn't want to be a burden to somebody else. But people want to help. Why not give them the satisfaction of letting them help? You know, it feels really good when you're able to help somebody else, right? You know, you feel, you feel like it feels good <laughs> to help somebody else. So why not let someone else have that satisfaction of helping you? And again, like who cares if it's not done exactly the way that you want it to be done? It's like, that's something that's not on your list anymore. So see what that feels like to just let go. And then in the end, it's like, wow, okay. then the entirety of the list doesn't feel so bad anymore because it's gotten shorter. So tip number five is delegate. (laughs) If, If it's the entirety of the list that's stressing you out, delegate to somebody else. And I think, you know, so that those are my five steps. And I, and I think, you know, kind of looking at that, what it all comes down to is just, is sitting down and actually like writing out or talking about the things that are causing you that anxiety or overwhelm. And that's kind of what I did this morning. I was, you know, I told Eric like, Hey, okay. I just need you to sit down I don't expect you to fix anything that I'm about to say. I just need you to listen so that one, you know where I'm coming from, but two, so I can get all of this out of my head and that we can come up with a plan together. And so by talking out the things I was feeling really anxious about, it gave us this opportunity to understand each other because then he was able to explain the way he was feeling about all of it because obviously my actions have (laughs) been affecting him. Um and we were able to come up with a plan. And now we have our weekend like figured out and we're on the same page and I don't feel anxious anymore because there's a plan in place and priorities have been set. And now I don't feel the need to control everything because the actual issue that was causing all of this anxiety has been dealt with. And guys, this takes practice. I am no like I have not solved this by any means and <laughs> I am definitely like I don't, you know, when something starts stressing me out, I don't be like, oh, let's make a list, and well, like I still have my freakouts, you know. But this has helped me, and if you know, we can remember to come back to this whole thing of like, okay, I can, I can, I can figure out a plan and make my life easier. Then, you know, we can start getting rid of this tendency to like need to control everything and everyone in our life, because that really doesn't do any good to anybody. I think it's it it creates conflict (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) Um, because no one likes to be controlled or told what to do. Like if if Eric would tell me like, Oh, you're not cutting the onions, right? I'm like, who the hell are you to tell me how the onions should be cut? You know, (laughs) like it just, it doesn't do anyone any good. (laughs) That's kind of, uh, what I have today. (laughs) It's just all about learning where our behaviors are coming from and learning how to deal with that piece of it rather than turning to these external um, tendencies and behaviors that won't actually solve the problem. So try out these steps, see how it feels, um, let me know what you think. And uh, that sort of ends this three-part series around control. I really, really think that this whole control piece is one of those really big um, behaviors that a lot of us turn to. And I think that if we can start practicing the stuff that we've talked about with these last couple of episodes, we can really start identifying what it is that's causing those things. And I think that then we can start getting closer to who we are, who we actually want to be. And start really picking apart those um, deep-rooted seeds that need to be um, dealt with. So yeah, I think that is everything. Just so you know, just another little reminder. um, One, if you want to be a guest on my podcast, send me an email or shoot me a direct message on social media and we can start talking about what we would want to chat about. Two, I'm still offering three or three free 30 minute coaching sessions. And you can, I'll put a link in the show notes to how you can learn a little bit more about that. And as well as where you can actually schedule your free 30 minute call. It's pretty cool. You can just Um, pick a date on my calendar that works. And then you will get email reminder and you can just add that calendar invite right to your calendar. And it's pretty simple. And then again, quick other, another little reminder. If, if you like what you hear on this podcast, it would help me so much if you could leave a rating and a review on whatever, um, app you're using to listen to this podcast too. And that would just help get more eyes on this podcast and the content and just kind of spread this message, which I think is just really important. And that would just mean a lot if you could leave a rating and review. I'd really appreciate it. I hope you have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week. And we'll we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. thank you so, so much for listening and for being here with me. If you want more resources, pop on over to www.stephanie-dankelson.com. And until next time, stay radiant.